0: Welcome to the Fab Life Project Podcast. I'm your host, Amber J. Adams. This show is all about asking the questions that challenge us to elevate our lives, while also having the conversations and discussions that empower us to show up as who we really are. We're on a mission to help millennials live courageously and intentionally. Let's get it. hey everybody this is amber and this is the fab life project podcast welcome this is episode three um so this episode is one that I have felt really called to make but um operating in the space of transparency um, and honoring my word of the year I feel very um, a little vulnerable I would say in in navigating into this episode but it is a topic that is probably always on my mind in some shape or form, but I wanted to you know, speak a little deeper today. So today we're going to be um, talking about grief. I'm calling this the grief episode. So for those of us who um, have or are grieving the loss of a person, we know that the experience changes you. And what I've realized in time is that you can use the energy of that loss and that grief to power you through a part of your lifestyle design journey by letting it guide you toward finding um, or attributing meaning in some way. This isn't something that happens overnight. And, you know, I'll talk about that a little bit more as we get deeper into the episode. But it is possible. So a quick disclaimer before we jump in. this is the time to remind you, I'm not a therapist. My background is not in therapy or mental health. Um, when I'm speaking today, I speak from my own personal experiences, um, some research that I have done, but you know, not the same as being a therapist by any stretch um, of the imagination. And I totally believe in the power of therapy, especially when it comes to learning how to navigate a massive life change um, that is experiencing a an event that causes grief. Um, yeah, really any, really any event that causes grief because there can be so many things. But today we're going to be speaking in particularly about losing people. So... A little bit of backstory and why this episode feels so important for me to do and how it really relates to lifestyle design. So we know that for the last two years, we have all really been going through a major grief event. Um, Some of us, of course, more intensely than others. I'm speaking about the pandemic and really just this experience that we've all been having of seeing death in a major way, seeing it in a, a, massive, a massive event, losing so many people over the last two years, and having these deaths be something that feels, um, in a lot of ways, preventable. Um, shocking, of course, because so many things were sudden. Um, brutal in the way in which they've happened, and that you've had people who have died and your, you know, loved ones haven't been able to be present or just the amount of hopelessness and helplessness that, um, surrounds losing people in this way. But also for those of us, I also, I speak, um, from a place of being what I kind of call a grief OG, an OG in the grief game. So something to know about me when I was 14 years old, um, really about almost a month before my 15th birthday, I lost my mother unexpectedly and tragically. Um, We were in a car wreck and she was uh, killed. So, you know, as you can imagine, um, this was a really big kind of remains, I would say, the big, like a lot of things have happened in my life. Uh, good and bad, I would say, but this one was one where I can look back or look at it and think and see how, you know, I had one version of my life, what I like to call version A, and suddenly, in the blink of an eye, I was thrust into version B of my life. And so, you know, as a child, um, grief was pretty numbing, you know, and I've since learned that when you are a kid, in particular, experiencing grief, your brain kind of shields you from a lot of the pain. You know, you kind of mostly search for ways to return to a sense of normalcy in your life. And while I have some key memories from that time, uh, it's very difficult for me, and not because it's difficult from a feelings perspective, but just from a memory perspective, to tell you what my day-to-day life was like during that time. um, I would say that a lot of my deeper memories don't really pick up for me until college. So a couple of years later after, you know, my mom died, um, it just kind of feels like my brain really just shielded me um, from the depths of that pain. So my grief journey has been um, shaped by that and shaped by the fact that it started in childhood, um, which, you know, I would imagine or have read that it's very different than someone as an adult who, you know, experiences grief a little later on in their life um, because at that point in time you're also dealing with the business side of grief or what they call the business side of grief, meaning actually having to make arrangements and, you know, all those things that come along with death. Uh, That sometimes you don't even know about until something happens. But it's very different when you're a child and those expectations are not on you. So, for me, as an adult, I started to really kind of come into a different understanding and reconciling of my life in the shadow of grief. Because although, you know, my mom um, has been uh, gone or has, you know, she died um, almost 22 years ago. The impact of her death and the grief that comes with that is very still, very very present in my life, and I like to say on some days it is small, like a tiny butterfly sitting on my shoulder. On other days it might feel like a ten pound weight on my heart, and then on some days, the ones that I call the really griefy days, that I will say for those listening who might be a little bit newer, who aren't, you know, OG in the grief game quite yet. Those are the days that feel like massive waves are barreling over you. And as time goes on, you do have less of those days, but they happen every now and then. And again, because what I've learned and what you'll see is that you, you never get over this type of loss. It just doesn't happen, but you do learn to live with it. In this episode today is about what I found, which is that it is possible in time, and I put a lot of emphasis on in time, to harness that energy, that grief for something good in your life. And this isn't saying that you, know, you make sense of the loss, um, depending on what your framework is that you have used to kind of navigate the loss. Um, you may approach it from different ways because we all do, we all have to, but I'm not saying that you ever make sense of the loss, that you're ever, ever able to attribute this happened because X, Y, Z, because that's just really difficult. Even though our brains, sometimes it feels like they want something to grasp onto, but I'm saying that the actual residual effect of the event, the grief, the mourning, um, that's something that you do in time, I feel have a little bit of power to really shape there. So how has you know grief or how has it changed my life in the big determination to really kind of live my life on my own terms and really be um, you know inspiration for my lifestyle journey? So I will say that it took me a while, to harness the energy of YOLO, you know, you only live once, into something that felt less erratic and more intentional and purposeful. Because I do think, you know, one one side of that is is that YOLO, you know, kind of jumping forward and just doing things, um, but doing them in a way that is a bit more uh, with a frantic energy versus an energy that has been calmed and harnessed. Um, And in fact, I would say that I had to go for, or I had to do a bit of a reframe. Um, You know, I made the decision to, um, on the days when I could rather, think about grief and loss in terms of what I could do with it um, actively, what I could do with it. And I had to start with the courage or take that tiny step. You know, I've talked about courage and tiny steps of asking myself, what felt intentional and purposeful? You know, so some of the questions I asked myself when I was trying to think about how I could allow grief to really shape my journey or how I could let it have an input on how my journey was shaped um, were, what are what are the dreams I held? You know, that was a question for me. What are the dreams that that I hold on to? And what did I want to prioritize most? Of course, because you know, I've learned that uh, grief feels long, life doesn't necessarily feel long, and it definitely feels a little unpredictable. So you know, having finding that courage to really fight my personal grief battle and believing for me, it was really finding or coming to a space where I could believe that planning, is still worthwhile in a world that I now know very acutely can have tragic things happen to anyone at any time. And I had to come into the maturity of planning for what I want to do, um, for planning and thinking about what is lighting me up in my soul and not giving in to the fear um, or the demons that kind of remind me how random it can all be and therefore, why why spend time planning when it is all random and, and kind of go into this space of allowing grief to help me see that planning is something that is worthwhile. That was a personal journey that I had to fight. And, you know, as you're listening to this and reflecting, especially if you're someone who has, you know, lost someone recently or maybe, you know, it's been a bit of time since it's happened but really kind of thinking about what is your courageous first step in thinking through how you can allow the grief to um really propel you forward or push you to take some steps forward that maybe you haven't done quite yet so for me i i gave in finally <laughs> it took took some years don't don't let the composure fool, fool you here it took some years of you know, me figuring this out, but I finally kind of gave in to letting it catapult me forward. Um, when I first learned about the concept of lifestyle design, I kept hearing all of these stories of people, you know, for whom their impetus towards this new way of life and curating a, their life more intentionally was about shitty jobs and shitty bosses. And obviously, that's super important. But I had to give in to the space of knowing that it was always going to be a bit deeper for me, Um, you know, because once you know that life can be done in a moment's notice, um, intimately in that way, it really can light a fire under you to make the most of the time that you presume you have and to seek a different type of joy in the journey that is life. So for me... I started doing things that um, I had always wanted to do. Things that I remembered that my mother wanted to do. That I was curious about. So uh, this is really when, as I started navigating into my lifestyle design journey and kind of coming more into the knowledge of what that could mean for me, I started traveling more. That was a big thing for me. Traveling solo out of the country. Um, I also I did I have left jobs that made me miserable. And I survived moments of self-loathing, you know, especially in my early and mid-twenties as I went through some things by remembering that my journey could be something deeper and different if I went for it and that I could design ways to use the energy of my grief and the new landscape of my life to go, do, and be much more, than I I probably would if my heart and my mind had not been shaped by such a deep loss. So how can you allow grief to inspire you? You know, we're at that part in our journey today where I want us to turn inward and really kind of reflect. Um, How can you allow your grief to inspire you? So I think uh, one of the most important things I can say is that you don't have to be in a rush to contextualize your experience immediately. You know, I know we we live in this productivity society where we, ch- we tend to try to put everything into the context of productivity. And while I do believe you can read things that are helpful, and of course, go to therapy that is helpful, or listen to things that give you ideas, such as this episode right here. This is truly something that you have to do at your own pace, um at a pace that feels, you know, almost like kind of learning how to exercise after a long time of sitting on the couch. You don't just get up and start running. You walk first. And this is, you know, a moment where you're kind of figuring out what what is that walk that you're taking before you can get to the run. And what does that run even look like, you know? So I think that the first glimmers of hope or the first ideas about how you can use your grief to really spark your lifestyle design journey is by thinking of ways you can honor the person that you lost through experiences you had with them or maybe experiences that they wanted to have or things that you wanted to do together. So that's a good, a good starting point. And, you know, it's a difficult starting point because it's always hard. Like, it's very hard for me to think about things that, you know, my mom wanted to do that she didn't get to do. And on my best days, you know, I think that she's living them through me. And on the sad days, you know, I just feel sad about it. And I sit with that sadness and I allow it to just be the emotion that I have. But when I am on those good days and I'm able to think about this from that lifestyle design aspect, you know, I do think that my mom, you know, she did want to travel and she didn't get to, but she had this dream of our family uh, traveling around the country in the Winnebago. And when I was a kid, We would go to these, you know, Winnebago, you know, Winnebago's. I don't know if people use that word anymore, but we kind of think of it as almost like van life. Like my mom was so ahead of her time. It's not even funny. But we would go to these trade shows for Winnebago's and we would go and tour all of these kind of camper vans. And, you know, I didn't know it at the time, but she was teaching me how to dream and manifest and giving me something to spark my creativity around how... I would want to build my life or, you know, making it okay to have these more expansive thoughts around what my life could really look like and how I could really build it out. And so I would say, you know, for you all that that's maybe that's a good place to start. Or how about I say that's the place we're going to start today with finding that that glimmer of hope and thinking about something that really honors the person that you lost and the person you feel, you know, deeply connected to? What is that thing that makes you think about something that you would want to step into um, as part of your lifestyle design journey? Like I have a friend who lost a parent and one of the things for her was that, you know, I believe either her mom always told her or, Said that she could see her living in New York City. And so that became a piece of her journey, or, you know, a friend who lost her parent. And for her, that has catapulted her to get involved in more things that are around um, bereavement and childhood loss, because that was something that she experienced in the form of her, you know, connecting with organizations and doing. 5Ks and raising money and getting into different things that really support children who are um, navigating a loss. So there's so many different ways that you can do that. And I just say, you know, take your time um, going deep into these things. But I hope that as I am wrapping up this episode, that, you know, you're feeling a spark of something that might inspire you in time, maybe not today, maybe it's tomorrow, maybe it's many tomorrows from now, to think about how um your grief can kind of, you know, I won't say catapult you, but it can move you along. So as I was searching this episode, I came across this quote that I really liked and that I wanted to share. And it's Although grief for my dead will always be a part of me, I have learned to embrace sorrow along with happiness. In fact, that shadow of sorrow makes the light so much brighter. Yeah, I thought that that was a uh, profound quote. So I hope this this episode has been helpful for you. If you're in the midst of a grief storm, know that I am deeply sorry. You are seen, you are heard, and your loss deserves to be reflected and respected. And so outro, of course, my outro here today, I want to say that I dedicate this episode to my mother. Um, I am who I am because she was who she was, and I hope that she continues to guide me always. So thank you all so much for listening today. Our next episode, you know, as a person, you always feel, especially as a person navigating grief, you always feel that pressure to kind of put the bow on everything. But today I'm just going to kind of leave with it all on the table, you know, step into that vulnerability of doing so and say our next episode, um, which I have in mind, we'll see where it takes us. But yeah, thank you so much. Peace. Thank you so much for hanging with me today here on the Fab Life Project Podcast. I'm super excited to have your support. Hit that subscribe button. And if you wanna connect more with me and see what we have going on between episodes, then find us all over the socials. We're on the Pinterest, on TikTok, on Instagram. I might even tweet a little bit. We'll see what what I get into. But thank you so much for hanging with me